Today, I know we're going to be talking about the irrational expectations of society when things should happen in our lives. And I know there shouldn't be age expectations for things you want to do, right? Age is really like nothing but a number. Um, so, but real quick though, for this icebreaker, um, what's one small insignificant thing in your life um, that, that, that's happening or, or that you're facing and you're like, yeah, I'm too old for that shit. Again, no one is too old for things. This is just an icebreaker. So just, you know, play with me. Clubbing. solid six months old not too hot not too cold feed them solid six months old i was like i can't i can't i really can't like i want to but then i have like no patience to stay in line anymore like wait for drinks i want to go to a bathroom that doesn't smell like vomit exactly and i don't even know like victoria's secret (laughs) it's like i i I just think about like i don't want to be the person who like everybody just like knows that they're old and then they automatically like peg you as like the auntie of like the group like i don't want that your auntie <laughs> <laughs> but you know where it's lit though which, which yeah. is kind of funny because this kind of goes into like my check-in eventually um weddings weddings now are like lit <laughs> <laughs> i love weddings because there's food involved you know i feel like with clubbing it's like oh god i'm like constantly hungry and i have alcohol in my empty stomach right. and then you're working it out while you're like i don't know like dancing to the bass it's just like such an uncomfortable experience <laughs> but if you want to go clubbing people who are 37 and up you do you i just you do you just- <laughs> I will live vicariously through you. I know, because I kind of want to slut it up. Not going to lie. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> maybe maybe we should like slut it up. I don't want to say at a retirement home because it's really horrible. <laughs> but like maybe like we have to just do like a quick Google search of like, okay, where are the lounges where like all the older people hang out? I, I was thinking that. I'm like, where do all the older people hang out? Like Dive bars, right? Is that like, well, that's where I hang out, like at a dive bar do, usually. Is that where people kind of like find each other you know like no definitely want to hook up i don't know like besides like like online like where do people where do people find each other to like hook up i don't know i need single friends to like ask this question (laughs) i don't know not that i'm going there i just i'm like really interested yeah because like all the weddings that i've been to where they okay so i went to one already but like the second one is Mm -hmm. gonna be um like next month but all of them have been like oh i met my partner through bumble i'm like oh i guess we're at that time and age you know that you just mm-hmm. meet people during covid on on bumble yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. like in person like do you run into each other at the grocery store or like while reaching for the last banana yeah <laughs> what are you gonna do without banana Ooh. <laughs> scandalous so scandalous <laughs> oh my gosh 
seriously, like I, I want to know. Um, we are Rissa and Z, and we are two Filipino ex mamas who thought that hey, one of the ways we can erode the impact of white supremacy and coloniality in our Filipino culture and our parenting practices is to get drunk and talk about it. We aim to normalize a bunch of shit that people are typically hush-hush about, model authenticity, and create a space to make it easier for other Filipinx folks to be their authentic selves. And the conversation doesn't stop here. Follow us on Instagram, Dirty Dane, and on first, first book. <laughs> so Keep roll. that. <laughs> Keep it. I don't care. Authenticity. And on Facebook, Dirty Nanai, and our Filipinx community space where conversations happen that inspire our topics. Dirty Nanai, happy hour. This last one is a private group for Filipinx parents and parents who co-parent with Filipinx folks or parent Filipinx kiddos. So membership is filtered. Dude, that is like a tongue twister. Not even gonna lie. We will Facebook stalk you to make sure you're legit. Also, please support our podcast through Patreon. Um, (laughs) I know that we say this in every intro, but we are so very thankful for your support. And if you've enjoyed our podcast and would like to support a couple of Dirty Nanas, please consider supporting us through Patreon. You can support us at our Dirty Nanay level for $1 a month. Yes, $1. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing out the Washingtons. Um, our filthy nanai level for three dollars a month. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Every time you say that thing, I know I'm supposed to say something, but I keep drinking. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're so good. Um, or our disgusting nanai level for five dollars a month. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, whatever tier you go with, we will still be elated by our support. Um, and our wish is to upgrade our equipment and perhaps create some fun merch for y'all. So yes. please let our dirty nanny dreams come true. And I wanted to add, if you are on Apple Podcasts or wherever where you can rate our podcast, please do so. I would love to see more like five stars. Please do not be Joshua from California. That Joshua from Kelly! God. If y'all are like on Apple Podcasts and you see like Josh from California's um rating he gave us a one star and basically was like <laughs> listened for three minutes and boom the most like annoying people in life <laughs> and i'm like oh i just want to dedicate an episode of just rissa and i doing like teeth laughs like just the whole time <laughs> just, like, just, for, joshua. just, troll, just josh. for you joshua <laughs> joshua <laughs> I'm sorry that, like, you wasted your precious time. Three minutes of your time. I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're healing somewhere, though. Like, for real. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. No, you should. I'm also just like, Josh from California, I do not know who you are. I'm like, maybe this is just not the podcast for you. And hey, I'm okay with that. That's okay, Josh. That's okay, buddy. I hope you find one that makes you feel validated mm-hmm. yeah and of course the biggest shout out to shovezilla and the beats for our dope intro outro music Woo-woo. yes 
Okay, so um, as Arissa shared today, we are going to delve into these random illogical expectations that we feel like we need to meet at certain ages. But before we do, we want to do a check-in and also provide you all with some updates with projects that we are starting to dabble in. Um, First of all, I just wanted to say that I'm just super excited to announce that our very own Rissa, my co-host, has written a book. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. It was an exciting journey um, to complete it. Um, gosh, I don't even know how much should I delve in because I feel like I want it to be like a surprise when it comes out. Because, you know, spoilers, but at the same time, which now I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, I could like even like summarize it since I've since I was just like I had the privilege of reading like a rough draft of it. Yes. I would say it's a love letter to Mm -hmm. all our Filipinx dirty nanas or parents, caregivers that listen to this podcast. So that's how I would possibly summarize it. Without going that. too deep into it. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but yes, um, I just, man, I was super, super inspired. I, um, instead of, did I already say in this podcast that I dropped out of my doctorate program? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember if you did or not. Oh, well, I dropped out of my doctorate program. And a lot of it isn't. Because I didn't want to, because honestly, like I went to the first few classes and I was like, oh my God, I loved it. It was, gosh, it was so inspiring to work with other um, just leaders in the community that are just so inspiring and so like, are so, you know, they're so inspiring and they're so um, dedicated to the work and they're so humble to like want to learn more. And it was just like a, a community that I was like, man, this is what, where I want to be. Um, you know, if I'm not with my friends and my family. Um, but, uh, I was also recognizing that balancing the doctorate program, balancing this high pressure job and being the parent that I want to, like, I wasn't able to do all those three things. And that's okay, right? Like, I feel like it's totally, I, this is just my thing, right? Like, I feel like it's a myth to say, or it's, it's a myth and probably an unnecessary pressure to say that you can do it all and be like healthy all at the same time, you know? Um, like you can do it all at different stages in your life, you know, like if that's what you want to do, rather than like you have to do it all at the same exact time. And at this point, oh man, my toddler is growing up way too fast um, that I really just want to spend those precious times as much as I can being grounded and centered for her. Um, while uh, at the same time, like I have to do my job. I think I'm sticking around because we do need the money because we are potentially moving to a bigger house or to our house, you know? And so it's just, you know, like something had to give. And unfortunately it was um, a thing that I was very passionate about and the thing that I wanted to be a part of. But um, I also recognized that it's probably a thing that I didn't need to do now. And that's okay. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
But so anyway, instead of that week of doing my doc program, I took the time off and took care of myself. I was just like taking myself out on dates. I dressed up and like got dolled up. Like I just like took myself out on a date and like ordered like really good food and drank at like 10 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. (laughs) 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 It was great. And I was just kind of like sitting there or maybe it's like 11, whatever. It was like sometime lunch. And then they were like, was there, would there be anybody else joining? I'm like, no. Just me. And then the service like, you go, girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. It's my me day. It's so cool. Like, I like I, I just, and I went to Sephora beforehand. And like, I, uh, what do you call it? Like, the, the person that was helping me out was like, yes, can you do that? I'm like, mm, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, I got all these like random cheerleaders from like everywhere yeah. I was going to. It's just, it was just so exciting. And so, um, yeah, just like. Took myself on a date a lot, um, but the when I wrote the book, um, like when I started writing the book, I um, was uh, I took myself out in a restaurant that looked over the ocean, and, I, and there was just like sun dawning on me, and I'm like drinking this like really amazing cocktail, and like it was just you know I felt so centered this whole week. It wasn't just that day, and I I just felt inspired and. Um, yeah, I just have this like love. I just have this love for our like Dirty Nanai community. Whether or not I've met you or you listen to our podcast, if you are a Nanai plus, because we we want to be very inclusive and you know include our dirty tatas, our dirty um, non-binary parents. Um, yeah, I just um, just gosh. Love you so much and just appreciate the things that you do to um keep keep your human slash humans alive and um you know and 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 in that journey continue to um be authentic to yourself. So yeah. You did a lot of work. And and I think that like a lot of it too is like it's not just the writing of it, but then it's like you're thinking about like publishing and illustration and how that goes. So this is a good segue to say that, like, um, given that I know that, like, this book is going to be a big project, um, us here at Dirty Nana would love your support through Kickstarter um, to raise the funds to, like, support Rissa on this journey of publishing her first book. Um, and I think it's going to be amazing. And I'm hoping that you all will see it very, very soon. And um, yeah, I'm just like super stoked for you, friend. Like this whole Thanks. like this whole week that you've been like talking about this book. I've you know like those people where it's like you hear their joy and you just mm-hmm. want to like root for them, you know? It's like yeah. that that's how I felt for you. Oh my god. I mean, gosh. I always root for you, but I mean yeah. I'm like I hear the book and I'm like, oh my god, you yeah, it's gold. Like I literally like t- texted Rissa. I was like, this is gold. Yes. Oh my gosh. No, I just super appreciate you. And just like, gosh, and like, you know, your thoughtfulness too, and like really shaping this book. Um, And just because like, I was like, I know, I know Z is somebody who's going to be like super honest with the feedback and just, it was just so thoughtful. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what a amazing, I'm super vague about a lot of these things because I'm like trying to be vague about the book, but it's just, oh my gosh, it's been just uh like just i i just super appreciate you 
um, going beyond um, just like, oh, here are some like minor edits that you can do and just kind of being thoughtful and reflective with me um, to shape this book to be how I envisioned it to be. And, and you you said it exactly. It's a, it's a love letter um, to our dirty nanas. So yeah. Thanks, boo-boo. Well, yes, of course. Thanks. I'm just excited for other people to like see it too. Like I, I just can't wait for the final product. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, um, yeah. So I mean like projects and and stuff, because I know you dabble in so many, so many things. Um, but also I want to check in with you with how you're doing since we last chatted. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, what would you like to do? Talk about projects, talk about check like what do you what space do you need right now? Oh, I can go all over the place because all they're all the like place. connected within each other. Yes. Can right. you see that? Yes, because I know, I think I know one that you're going to be talking about. I love okay. it, but we should talk about it because it's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know which one you're going to talk about. But I'm like, well, dear audience members, welcome to the shit show that is Z's life right now. <laughs> Zealand. It's going through a crisis. I'm kidding. It is. It is. Like on your route or like on your way there, you'll expect some turbulence. So <laughs> let's see what happened to Zealand. Oh my God. So <laughs> I need to let me pull my fucking calendar out because like sometimes yeah. I like. And you need a timeline. I do. No, this is what I do. This is like how like I legit like reflect on um when it's like, oh, how did the month go? I'm like, let me read the bullet points that I put on all these like weeks. So I, I'm going to pull my calendar out here. Yes. So we recorded like, what date was it that we recorded? Like June something. Uh-huh. Okay. June 11. DN recording. That's what it says. Went to the museum, hung out at the waterfront. Of course, like the following day, like I remember doing this check-in with you and just saying like, oh, it's like sh- such a shit show. And the following day, I get fucking like food poisoning. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't. Like I was talking about like how everybody around me was getting sick and we're coming, we're getting it's sick. Seriously, like back to back to back. Like I don't know the last time that you or your family were healthy and not like physically broken. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so there's more. There's more yep. to that. Okay, so so <laughs> bullet point, freaking June 12th, Filipino Independence Day. I got food poisoning. <laughs> Happy Filipino Independence Day. Oh, fuck. Okay. And then after that, let's see. My my spouse went to Vegas for four days the week after yeah. um, for like a work thing. Oh, and fuck. I wanted to freaking like give myself like, I don't know. I, I was like, I, I was texting Rissa and I said that I need to throw myself a celebration party because yes. I lasted four days with the kids on yes. my own. So that oh was my God. really nice. Okay, side note. Do you want to do a celebration that requires us to slut it up and go somewhere and like eat really yummy food? I would love that. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, I would love okay, that. I want to celebrate um, you. This is great. I would love that. But it's dependent on something else, which I'll, yes. I'll bring up here yes. in a second. Okay. Truth. And then um, some of you also knew that like I was performing or like I was like getting back into dance. So I performed at um, Pride with like a dance group and I fucking survived. And that was Yay! fun. Um, so yeah, that was cool. Um but then after that, I got injured. 
<laughs> so welcome to the turbulence of Z-Land right now, oh the shit gosh. show that is Z-Land. Okay, and out of like all the injuries possible, it was just the stupidest injury. Um, I injured myself wearing Crocs. <laughs> um, Why? I know, and I'm like, could it not have been like cuter shoes? Like, injured him, like rolled my ankle in like stilettos, but it's like, no, no, girl, like you just rolled like the croc slides, oh the ones gosh. that are just like sandals. So, yes. um, my spouse like bought me, um, like the sandals, and when we were going to the casino, it was my first time wearing it, and I was like, is it supposed to fit this way? And then he was like, yeah, it's supposed to be comfortable, and I'm like. Hmm, I don't know what definition of comfortable means. Oh, it feels my... awkward. But yeah. I think like I think the arch part of like that particular um shoe is a little too high for me. Mm-hmm. I have like low arches, kind of flat footed. I'm like uh-huh. Filipino. Uh-huh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, like I, I think it was because of that that like when I was like wearing these shoes and then like I did it for like a day. Even if it was like a couple of hours of just like wearing these shoes, my yeah. feet just like pretty much like leaned on the outer side or my weight got like put on the outer side of my foot. Uh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. So um, good thing I survived my performance first, but then it was like two days afterwards, I decided to wear fucking Crocs and then um, fucking Crocs. two days after that, like, I mean, like I was, I was like working out still and trying to live life and trying to do stuff yes. and be like, no, 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 it's going to like, I'll be fine. <laughs> and then I couldn't like walk, like come Thursday, <laughs> like I ended up in like the urgent care. I had to call my dad because like spouse went to work yeah and like I can't tell my kids to drive there like three. <laughs> So, so like, get it together drive no, your mom so. come on <laughs> come on now <laughs> um but yeah i have to like call my dad i'm like dad can you take me to the urgent care please <laughs> so i ended up like Help. yeah I, I was like wearing um what is it called like crutches and like my post-op shoe and then i had like a wedding to go to the following day so i was like informal wear <laughs> with crutches like the following day so it's just like okay hot mouth Oh yeah, and then afterwards, come like on July fourth, I was like celebrating with family. I mean, I know it's not much to celebrate this right. July fourth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, like, like mm. my sister in law, like her husband was not feeling good, mm-hmm. and then like he went into like town like the following day to get tested, and he's like, "Oh, I'm COVID like positive," and no. like. Okay, so you exposed like everybody, oh, but like sure. I'm I'm feeling good. So yeah, like yeah. we did the test and all that, and it's been yeah, like yeah, what yeah. six days? Almost, oh like, yeah, a you're week good now. then. You're good. good. Yeah. yeah, no one Dang. got sick, but he yeah. did. Oh yeah. my god! So anyway, there was that like dodging in Zealand. Hey, there you go. There's that one upside. You yeah. dodged COVID. I did. And I had like a good performance for Pride. And I'm here. Yes. I showed up. Yeah, you showed up. I showed up. up. Yes. But I, but I can't drink because I'm on pain medication. I- <laughs> Fair. This is a very good excuse. Yeah. yeah. So how long are you are like like healing your I have no ligaments. idea. I have no idea. Oh, they said it was like a healed, like stress fracture. Mm. And then I was like, okay, like, you know, when they were in the doctor or the doctor told me this, I was like, okay, okay. 
And then I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that means. Like, did I break something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, ligament? I know. I don't know. But I'm like, I do know from the past, like, I've had, like, partial Achilles tendon tears. So, Jeez. like, my right foot already is fucked. So I'm oh. like, I'm just mad at the fact that, like, I injured my foot to, like, not cute shoes. Like, yeah, I'm really fair. upset by that. Fair. Legitimate frustration. Yeah. yeah. But Zealand is going, well, like... For the most part, shit is burning all around me, but I'm doing okay and I'm fine. And I showed up. Yeah, so, it's yeah. like one of those like, oh, I forget what they what, what it's called. Where like it's like controlled fires in your like in the forest, so that it's oh, I know what you're talking better about. for yeah. the forest. Wow, the one I like am- if there's like a forest fire, like what you do to stop the fire is that you have to burn the trees that are around you, right? To like oh, control. Is- oh my god, is that what that is? Home. Yeah. So like, uh... I think. Well, that's what my spouse told me. So like, if you have a forest fire, that's gonna come. Like, say mm-hmm. that you live in the forest. Like, oh. <laughs> I don't know why, but anyway, so you live in the forest, and then there's a forest fire that's coming in your direction. What you would do is that you would try and burn like the trees that are around you mm-hmm. so that when like the fire comes your way that mm-hmm. fire does not latch onto any of like the pine needles or whatever i'm assuming Got you're it. in like the pacific northwest oh uh, okay needles. okay so that, that makes that sense because would- i was wondering what that is i'm like it does that make the soil that oh my god i i sounded so stupid but like people around me when we were talking about it um we were in call no were we in colorado i don't know we were with like a bunch of friends and it was like much younger it was much younger um when we were having this conversation about controlled fires and like people in the group seemed like they knew kind of the foundations were and they what all this white? was about yes <laughs> they all, all drink ipa <laughs> See, all the stuff that I know about, like, learning how to, like, survive a bear and shit like that, I'm like, it's because of all my white relatives that tell me to run downhill. I'm like, because y'all be trying to go into these situations where you kind of want to die, but then, I mean, it's true, though. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I think I live life dangerously. Right. But, like, controlled danger. Right, right. Not police brutality. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I think, like, Filipino people, it's like, no way in hell am I going to go rock climbing on, like, you know, these huge mountains or skydiving. My ancestors did not survive colonialism (laughs) for me to do shit like this. Right. For me to play with fate. So... Right. I'm good. Right. <laughs> but like, That's it was why. so funny because like, yeah, I mean, talk about like, oh my gosh, I'm 35. Wow. I don't even know how old I am. I'm 35. And I'm like, I should know what the controlled burns are supposed to be about as somebody who lives in the Pacific Northwest. But like, there was that time that I could have asked, but a bunch of my white friends were like, yeah, no, of course, controlled burns. That makes sense. And I'm like, and now I feel too stupid to ask what that is. So I just nodded along. And then I say things like, yeah, like controlled burns, like I did right now, as if I knew what I was talking about, but like literally don't know why. But that <laughs> makes sense, what, what you said about, you know, prevention of forest fires. Yeah, I, I think that's what that is. But I'm also just like, girl, save yourself the brain space. Like where, like, what is the probability that like, and then watch, like you go to the camping <laughs> and I'm like, we should have burned this tree. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, it's just like yeah, white people. I I love you all, but y'all like have like some things that 
I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I don't know, like where y'all learn it. But you know, in my homeland, <laughs> you know, we be climbing our own coconut trees. Like, you know, God, <laughs> we're crafty people. I'm gonna put it out there. Filipino yeah. people are like just so fucking crafty. Yes, seriously. Okay. Well, I hope that. Okay, I know we went on a, a random tangent about a topic that is an expert. A expertise of a lot of white Pacific Northwest folks who drink IPAs. Um, but like, I really hope that it's like there's some controlled burns in Zealand so that your cabin is safe. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, but let me know though, like when you are able to slut it up huh. and then we can go somewhere and then we can find out. Okay, I know this sounds really weird. I only want this because I just want to get hit on, but like I don't want to do anything with it. You know, I don't know. Is that weird? Is that a thing that you you thought about? I've thought about it. I don't know who would hit on me though. I think I'm too old. I know. Okay, so I don't think that's true. Um, but I'm trying to figure out like where in these places, right? Like the first question that you asked or that you answered about being in the Mm -hmm. club. Because, like, I definitely don't think that I would be hit on in a club. Only because, like, yes, I, like, yes, I look older. But also, I feel like my discontent shows so easily that I'm just, like, I have no poker face. You know? I'm just, like, yeah. It's <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> we, we, she we didn't want too, that. Like, sober. I think she didn't want you to grind. <laughs> <laughs> You're creepy, I'll best it, boy. <laughs> Back the fuck up. <laughs> and so I feel like that would not be a place that I would get hit on. But like, yeah, I just think about this. I'm like, what, like a bookstore? <laughs> coffee shop. Do you think people would hit on each other in a coffee shop? Ish. I mean, when I was in my youth, it did. But like as an older I think so. Like all the just- like, <laughs> I don't know, coffee shop maybe. I don't like know. where where do older people go? People are working remotely these days. Ugh. <laughs> I'm assuming maybe coffee shop. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, like totally happy with my marriage. I'm totally happy with these things. I just want to get hit on to be like, nah, I'm married. <laughs> I don't know. There's like a power piece to it that just, and it's a bigger, it's a power that is rooted in a lot of, um, like it's rooted in coloniality. So I recognize that it's one of those, like, like it's, it's rooted from things that are harmful, Mm -hmm. but I would like somebody to be like, Hey, you're real pretty. You know that (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a boyfriend. (laughs) I'll be like, no, I'm married. So sweet. Thank How you. How old are you? 18? <laughs> Get away from me before Aww. the popos come. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Just random. Random. Anyway, um, okay, so I really want to delve more into this icebreaker. And you know, I think some of what we're talking about kind of aligns so, you know, with what we're um what we've just been delving into as we, you know, talk about um, our experiences with clubbing. Um, but anyway, so I, I really want to get back to this intro question and have us like talk about it. 
um, regarding um, just kind of a, the insignificant, capricious thing. We're like, yeah, I'm too old for that shit. Um, and again, I want to highlight that no one is too old for anything um, because society has these illogical rules about when we should be doing things or what we should be doing at a specific age. Um, we know that there can be this like very instantaneous reaction like, oh, shit, I'm too old for this, even though, again, we're not. Um, so, I mean, you know, as I'm thinking about this too, really, this portion is a reflection of how coloniality and capitalism really fucked us up. So this is going to be, you know, what this list is about. So no judgment with what comes out. Um, all right. Do you want to (laughs) go? Yeah. Do you want me to just jump into that? Yeah. Just jump into it. Okay. So what, what for you is, yeah, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. Um, maybe we should start with the question first. Okay. (laughs) Question is, again, I'm going to scroll back up to the original question. Um, Damn, I think I rambled on that first question. What, oh, what's one small insignificant, or I guess not more more than one. What are some small insignificant capricious thing in your life, but you're like, yeah, I'm too old for that shit. (laughs) Okay. A tramp stamp. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) I want like a tattoo, but I also do not want to put it like on the top of like, above my ass crack (laughs) (laughs) I really don't because I'm like no way in hell am I wearing like oh okay that's another one that I can think of too okay Mm. all right never mind Mm -hmm. never mind Mm -hmm. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. gonna shut it off Mm -hmm. there yes I know where you're going with this but I'll give you that one because that was one of the things that I was gonna talk about um okay oh it was going with the clubbing thing but I noticed I did this. Okay. So when I turn up the music, when I was, you know, driving, right. And then, you know, how, you know how you kind of like your body just kind of sways like very sexily sometimes when you're driving. I feel like I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> to move your body to like start. Again, that's what a fucked up thing, right? Like what a fucked up thing for me to feel ashamed. Like, like me listening to like hip hop or something, turning up the bass in my infinity Dancing like <laughs> I'm in a club. You still like, rock it though. Thank you. I think you'd rock it. Thank you. But that's like this internal gutter, guttural feeling, right? Mm. That you're like, oh, I feel like, and again, how shitty are these expectations, right? Because you should get a tramp stamp, bitch. <laughs> I don't I know. Should, I should be listening to Cardi B without feeling <laughs> like I'm too old for that shit. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. All right. I said tram stamp, and then another thing popped into my head. One thing. One thing that I'm like too fucking old for low rise mm-hmm. jeans. Like I can't. Like I want like jeans that actually fucking fit me now. Like yes, I want I comfort. Like yeah, I'm like if you want to see like the the housing of my my children, you know, from back in the day. <laughs> More than back in the day. I mean, I don't need low rise jeans. I have my regular jeans right now. (laughs) Yes. Also, super uncomfortable when you have a C section. I don't know. Like, even if you have like your scarring, and granted, I keloid really easily. So I think part of like the, 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 like the tenderness um, around that scarring is from like a keloid forming. Thanks, being Filipino. Um, Because a lot of Southeast Asians apparently keloid. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that okay. checks out. I mean, like my family keloids like easily. Actually, look at my ear. I oh. got 
a huge keloid chopped off from my ear. It's in a pickle jar. What Not fuck? in my pickle jar. <laughs> I, okay, so you're like the first like Filipino person I know that has talked about keloids with me. So this is all like new territory for me. And no way! Me, yes, and when you told me that it was in a pickle jar, I was like, what like Filipino witchcraft? <laughs> it's like, so does it mean that like you're you're not gonna like have any more keloids? I'm like, so if you put it in a pickle jar, you'll never have keloids ever again. So oh my gosh! Oh my no, goodness. my doctor, because I really wanted to see it, but it was huge. It was like, okay, I don't know if you can see it, Wait, but it you was really like, wanted to no, see it's it. it, yeah, I do, but it was a size. It's bigger than a jelly bean. Like oh. it might be two jelly beans together in my ear. Like where? Okay, you know what was this part of the ear called? Your earlobe. How this hurts? No, that's not an earlobe. This part. Oh, cartilage. 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 It was, yeah, I was on my cartilage, and uh, it was my um, form of rebellion when I was in college. I was like, I'm gonna go pierce myself because I couldn't make a decision about. Um, tattoos and I still can't make a decision about a tattoo um and so like I got a piercing on my cartilage and like it got super infected that my skin started eating the um the earring and so like I was like oh well I guess I'll just kind of put some like steroid cream I don't even know so I'm like (laughs) exactly I was like it's character um but like I had to go to the Philippines and there was this worry that like hey you have an, basically it's an, like an open wound let's like right because oh, there's still like a ring inside that's getting engulfed and my skin is doing it very slowly and they're like yeah. you gotta you gotta get rid of that shit and I'm like okay so then my doctor just like popped it out and then it scarred so big and so I was like oh well you know so it started scarring in 2010 right like it started scarring and started getting bigger and then it I mean like it wasn't super huge because it was still kind of like, well, if I take these medication, it'll go down. But then I stopped taking the medication. I got really busy. It got really big. It's now a part of my me. It's going to be, it's the part of me. And I joke about it um, and say that it was my conjoined twin that I engulfed <laughs> at birth. And they're like, what? And I'm like, nah, it's just my active rebellion. And then it became a, a conversation starter. And then so. How did yeah, I not but it, know this? I feel yeah, like I mean, my hair so is like, long. I mean, it's like covered a lot. And like my hair was, yeah. um, if I do put it up, it's it doesn't actually show up unless you're looking at me from behind. Oh, um, okay. But it got worse when I started wearing masks because of COVID because it's like oh. rubbing on it. So then the keloid got bigger. The keloid is like alive, you guys. It's alive and so i'm just like oh god it got bigger so now instead of one jelly bean sized scar it ended up being two jelly bean sized scars and so i had to get rid of it and the doctor was super super nice um at that point they tried to do like uh, a shot to like kill the skin but like barely made a dent like oh they were like yeah we just gotta chop that off i'm like what like yeah sorry man and so earring still in there no, it's not. I got, no, it was, I got rid of it before oh. 2010. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, well, because the like, doctor used it had like blasted yeah. it off initially. Okay. Right. Oh my God. Like shaved it off and I can feel the, um, I was going to say trigger warning. Trigger warning. If you don't want to hear about bud, <laughs> I'm going to pause. Trigger warning again. So um, like started chopping off like 
my keloid and I can feel liquid like dripping down. And I was like, I really hope that's not blood. And then I'm like talking to the, you know, to the nurse and the nurse was so sweet. She could tell I'm like freaked out. And I'm like, I know, even though, even though I went through a C-section in which you cut, you know, like somebody cut up my belly and like shoved their hands in to like get my baby out. Like I was like, oh my God, I was like a little ball sack. I'm like, "Mm." I was like, can you tell me funny jokes? (laughs) Tell me a story. (laughs) It's like they're trying to lop off my, my keloid. (laughs) I'm cauterizing it. And I'm just like, and then they gave me stickers um, and then they gave me a Capri Sun juice box <laughs> because they were like, oh, oh my God, I'm dying. Why am I talking about my keloid? <laughs> I'm dying. I don't even know. How, how do we get here? I don't know. Where are we? Where were we? Tramp stamp. No. Yes, it was Champ Sam. I think. Oh, C-section. Then- yeah. Like how uncomfortable Leroy's jeans oh, yes. are for people with keloid. <laughs> Which by the way, they, they did a shot on that area now, so now it doesn't itch. I'm like, oh, the okay. tender scarring doesn't feel hurt anymore. Because they were like, I was like, oh yeah, I keloid. And I talked about my C-section, and they were like, oh, you have that. I'm like, yeah, actually, I don't know. I think I'm starting to keloid. And they looked at it and like, oh, we're just gonna pop in some like shots to like kill kill the skin basically. And they did, and it feels yeah. so much better. Oh, Yay, good. advocate for yourself. Like if you're yeah. feeling discomfort advocate for that shit and be like um come uncomfortable because i just sucked it up and i'm like well it's just part of life just this low hump discomfort yeah and i'm like nah you shouldn't get that that shit done yeah so my week of centering and grounding was like allowed me to advocate for myself to not feel discomfort good good it's unnecessary discomfort there we go i'm glad that that worked thank you okay so um things that we are okay this is the first thing that came to my brain, but, um, okay. So I want to say this first and then I will defend it. Okay. Okay. Um, being attracted to men who, okay, hold on. Let me think about this. I was like this cliffhanger. <laughs> Let me think about this. Hold on a second. I know this is rooted in capitalism. Okay. I get it. Being attracted to men who. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like trying to like go with your words. And I'm like, I feel like it's like karaoke right now with like that bouncing ball that goes from word to word and I feel like we're singing like the slowest song possible and then it's like you see the ball like in mid like air it's about to go to the next word and then oh it doesn't um, being attracted to emotionally stunted men ooh yeah so I don't know what it is I, and again it's not like I'm looking for men, but it's just so funny because, like, in movies or, like, in um, – what do you call it? In movies or in, um, like, TV shows, like, there are men who are, like, pretty emotionally stunted, like – and they do it in – like, not, not like, super sexist, you know? Like, because, like, sexism mm-hmm. is such a huge turnoff. Um, but, like, okay, I don't know if you watch New Girl. I I do a little bit. Okay, but like, <laughs> so I need to 
is really hard. But like one of the characters there that I'm just kind of like, I don't know why I find you attractive. Like he's, his, his name is Nick. I don't know if like that says anything, but like, like his shtick is that like, he's this like really, really funny guy who doesn't wash his towels <laughs> because he thinks that like, well, by the time you use your towel, you're already clean. So why would you need to wash it? He also has somebody who doesn't have like a loofah. And he's really grungy. He wears like a lot of plaid. <laughs> and like that kind of guy. <laughs> and the thing is, like, my husband is like the complete opposite, which I like, and I find him, I find my husband very attractive. But it's so funny because when he's at his chillest, um, I am like, you're so hot. <laughs> <laughs> like he'll talk to me about like here's how we can save money blur, blur, blur. here's what we can invest in blur, blur, blur. I'm like oh kill me now but then <laughs> but then <laughs> he'll kind of revert into this like I, it's not like like not a slob but just kind of, I, I'm trying to explain what this sounds like yeah. okay because it's like I don't want it to sound like I am minimizing the lifestyles of people um, but like sometimes when I see him wear plaid and drink an IPA <laughs> and he, I don't know, like he, like he, he plays video games or something. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, you want to do it? <laughs> you want to do it? <laughs> and like, and maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe emotionally stunted isn't the word, but it's just like this very like chill, like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to work at a coffee shop and just maybe that's what's exciting. It's not the emotionally stunted. So I'm like, I'm like processing this myself. Okay. So just like <laughs> hang in there with me. Maybe it's just the anti-capitalism in somebody and it just becomes like, caricaturized in somebody and so like maybe that's what it is that's attractive to me grungy dudes <laughs> i'm like i'm trying to understand like where you're going with it i think i kind of understand where you're at but okay i think i get it you need to watch new girl so you'll know my I reference know, or like I know. watch an episode just nick okay just nick <laughs> see because or i mean Okay, I, I've seen a couple. Do you watch them? Um, what is that movie? Not movie. It's always sending you from Philadelphia. Yes. Okay. Yes. Is that the same aesthetic that yeah, you're talking Charlie about? Charlie fucking Kelly. Yes. Yes. I don't know why. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, he's just like this lovable. I don't know why that's so attractive. Yeah. To I, me. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't yeah. have. And again, it's so dumb. And 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 okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this thought, okay? But okay. I and then communicate like my realization, like he doesn't have the quote unquote like traditional ambition in a career that makes like this huge significant impact. He's just kind of like living life, enjoying life, drinking beer, hanging out with his friends, kind of trying to get to know himself, you know, like. I don't know. And maybe that's what it is. So maybe that's what I'm looking for. It's not necessarily because mm, okay. they are slackers, but that we as the capitalist society 
coined slacker as somebody who doesn't have the type of ambition of climbing the corporate ladder, right? Or having a house with a mortgage right right now because capitalists, you know what I mean? So maybe that's what it is. It's like these people are like living the life authentically being like, fuck you. I don't need to have a suit and tie to feel validated in my my success as as an adult. So maybe that's what that is. Okay. I processed it. I'm not that terrible. Boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think, well, what am I too old for? Oh, I'll just be funny. Tequila. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm too old for tequila. I smell it and I'm like, (laughs) like, nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. That has happened at the age of 23. I am 37 now. Nope, nope, nope. Yes. Yeah. Like I like I would rather um just get like oh and like the idea of like drinking really quickly just to get like drunk. Like I'm too old for that shit. Too like, old for I, that shit. I Taking shots, even though Ugh. didn't we do that at my toddler's <laughs> He did. He did do that. I want to add. I was that person like back in like college who would like go out and oh, I hate, I don't know why the fuck I would do this, but like I'd be like, hey, I want a Long Island. And then after I downed that in like five minutes, I'm like, and now I want an AMF. And I'm like, okay, Z, you just lasted in this bar for like 20 minutes and now you're on your way home. Yes. Horrible. Oh my Horrible. god, that's so funny. I, I can't do shit like that anymore. I oh my gosh, yes. Or I'm gonna add to that. I can't go, well <laughs> while getting people to take a shot. I still do it. <laughs> I know I do it, but I feel old. I'm like, I feel like I'm too old for this. But no, I my do it. my thing is that like I, I do it, okay. I okay. I think when I do it, it's like in front of people who I don't really know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to see you next time anyway. So <laughs> fuck it up now. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. Yes. I'm the, yeah. I'm also the woo girl when it comes to. Let's do it, bitches. <laughs> Pretty sure I said that at my toddler's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember just going off on Baby Shark. <laughs> it was a banger, man. Like, Baby Shark. And we're like, wow. <laughs> the Montessori teacher's like, wow. I know, with her little, like, maracas and stuff. She's like, like, what okay. is happening? <laughs> Our toddlers are, like, running all over the place. <laughs> Raising their arms up. Oh, my God. Side note. My child started to dance the way that I do. And I look at her and I'm like, is that how I dance? So she starts doing this now. Oh, cutie. <laughs> but like, it's awkward, right? Because she's still working on her like gross motor skills. <laughs> <laughs> and so, by the way, for folks who can't see what we're doing, it's the um, raising the your right. The nene, yeah. Nene. I was doing the nene. I, I mean, I guess I go to the nene <laughs> when I do my drinking dance. Like, oh, my God. You know, I do my nene <laughs> and she started doing it. And then I'm like, like we were at the polka festival today and she, there was like, you know, dancing and stuff. Some like Polish music. And I'm sorry, not polka festival, the Polish festival. And there was like Polish music and it was really jovial and great. And then you could see her just doing the nene to it. And I'm like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> That's better than like my kid, my oldest right now, like follows his dad and like, 
Cause, okay, so me and like my spouse, like we we smack each other's asses. <laughs> so now like my oldest one is just like running around going smack, smack. Yeah. I'm like, oh fuck. Fuck. Well, I'm like, you're you're in preschool. I hope you're not doing that to any of your classmates. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. sorry. Very uncomfortable conversation with a teacher so yeah. <laughs> yeah do you know where he might be modeling this from you <laughs> <laughs> have a very like healthy sexual life <laughs> don't judge us yeah. don't judge us <laughs> um oh my god that's hilarious it's hilarious okay i got one is it my turn or is it your turn because yes. my last one was tequila Oh, tequila. How did we get to? No, I said woo. I wanted to add to that and say doing the woo. Okay. <laughs> I feel old, even though, so again, really shouldn't, right? Like, fuck these standards. Right, like, go right. woo. But I do feel like my guttural thing is like, oh, stop saying woo, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Too old for this. Let's see. What? What is it? What is it? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I, I can't really think of any now. Ooh, I got one. I hate this, but saying the word vibe. Because here's the thing. Wait, wait, wait. What is vibe. this word? Vibe. Oh, vibe. I thought you said vibe, like F-I-B-E. And I was like, is that like Filipino pronunciation of five? <laughs> no, it's vibe. vibe. A vibe. Like, I... I I was like, um, so the thing is, I started saying it as a joke <laughs> at first, the same the way that I say brah, like I say brah, you know, like as a joke, like bro, you know, but then I started actually using it and then it started fitting. And then I just started saying vibe and brah, brah, like kind of as part of my common language. But I always feel like, oh, is this what we felt like when our, when our elders would say our slang. Anyway, I do feel old when I say <laughs> bruh or vibe. <laughs> or we're vibing. <laughs> it's such a good word to describe. Connecting. It's like beyond connecting, you know? It's like you're vibing. <laughs> okay, I think I'm too old for this. Um, staying updated on like all the certain like technological stuff that's like coming out even like apps and shit like that i'm like wow i've reached that age now where i'm just like fuck it i don't want to learn can someone just do it for me <laughs> i am too i'm at that age yeah yeah, yeah. oh i got one staying at hostels like Ooh, no. i want to be comfortable i remembered traveling in my youth staying in hostels with all these different travelers from like, um, yeah, just from like different countries. And we would like be in bunk beds together. And then like, it was, you know, it, it was just kind of a norm. And then you kind of share a bathroom together and you bond together. I'm, I'm still like Facebook friends with some of those folks. It's so funny because what? I'm like, I remembered we shared one night of like just going ham about connecting together because we were, you know, we were travelers from like, um, you know, that we're traveling in this one country and that's what connected all of us. And it's so, by the way, random, it's so bizarre seeing their lives transition from like, you know, cause I was, I was one of those like very like, ooh, laissez-faire, you know? Um, wait, no, that's not the right term, but like, ooh, 
Um, Carpe diem. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Laissez faire is something else. <laughs> Sorry. But like, Carpe diem, you know? And like, just kind of seeing them evolve into like these suburbia parents. And I'm like, me too, ma'am. Me too. And I'm like, oh, I remember how we like, like how you were hooking up with like one of the hostel people, like below my bunk bed and how you were kind of shaking my bed. Remember that? <laughs> oh, now you're a parent with like two kids and live in the middle of butt fuck nowhere <laughs> near a target. <laughs> oh my God. So bizarre. But then I'm like, yeah, me too, man. So I don't judge because... I'm doing that. like they're probably like oh my god look at her <laughs> the girl who didn't have shit together it looks like she finally came around <laughs> oh my god it's that girl like hitchhiked who <laughs> hitchhiked and yeah oh my gosh like look at her getting her shit together oh <laughs> look at her getting a mortgage way to go you bought a house <laughs> oh man yes yes man see i wish i had like more interesting stories like that i like honestly like i, I have this conversation all the time with, with my spouse i'm like i wish i slept with more people i wish i traveled more <laughs> but i'm like i mean the the guttiest thing that has happened i think in my like college life was ending up at a jewish fraternity <laughs> Like a Jewish like frat home, and then I just remember it being like dirty as fuck. Like I remember yes. like going into the bathroom, and I'm like, oh my god, like yeah. people live here. <laughs> like there are hairballs everywhere, toenail clippings <laughs> everywhere. I'm like, I cannot, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot. So funny. That's pretty god. badass. Oh my gosh. But yeah, no, I feel it. I feel it. Yes, but hostels. Like I like when I go on vacations now. I'm like. I want a king size bed. I want a view. Like that was a thing that I didn't care about before because it'd be like, I'm traveling around. I'm doing things. But like, I'm like, there are times where I just kind of want to lay down and I want a view. I want a view because if I'm going to spend a lot of time in this hotel watching porn, I want a fucking view. (laughs) Oh, wait, I can't do that now because I'm with a kid. Oh, backtrack. That was the last time I was in a hotel. (laughs) I was like, I remember like our Mother's Day episode from was it like a year ago or what? <laughs> I was like, oh, what would you do for Mother's Day? Watch porn in a hotel and eat hot Cheetos and Yo. like make sure you wash your hands because I've had that happen to me before. <laughs> where like shit burned, burns. <laughs> it could be a scintillating. No, that's right. We clarified it was not scintillating. It no, was no. just painful. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's painful. Yes. So, uh, trigger warning: do not, do not. Play with yourself after eating hot Cheetos. That's no. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm sure we can go literally all day playing this game of um, whatever the fucking question I just asked. (laughs) Because I don't remember. I'm sorry. I finished my drink already. Sorry. Okay. So I guess this is the portion of our um, show where we ask each other questions um just questions about the topic that we are delving into um in this particular case um it's you know uh talking about these unnecessary very arbitrary um expectations that society somehow created about when things 
are appropriate for a certain age or when things um, should be, uh, when we should be meeting these expectations um, in our lifetimes. So a lot of like age-based um, expectations. So um, so anyway, we're going to be bouncing back and forth. I mean, if you've been a dirty and listener, you know the drill. We ask each other questions, we answer all that jazz, and then start dialoguing about shit. So I guess I'll go first. You ready, Zizi? Yes, ready. All right. So we'll start off with something easy. Um, what were some timeline expectations that you had as a child, that you were aware of as a child? And when did you actually meet them, if you did? And if you didn't, you know, share that piece. Um, and then what do you think about these expectations now as an adult? I mean, the one like right off the bat that I think is the easiest to answer is like, okay, when are you going to get married and when are you going to have kids? So yes! my, like, I was like, oh, I'm totally going to get married by the age of, well, okay. So like 12 year old Z was like, I'm totally going to get married by the age of like 25 and then yes. like have like my first kid by like 28. Yes. And now that I think about it, I'm like, I was in college days of like. 23, 24 yes. in that Jewish frat house. Like, no oh way. <laughs> You're not marrying any of those? No. People no, no, who are no. leaving toenail clippings? No, no. In a bathtub? No, no. No. Well, actually, no. That was actually two years prior to being 23, oh. maybe. Yeah. But anyway, but I was dating my partner already at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think I was like 23 or 24 when, when he started dating. So when did I meet that? Okay. So I was married in 2017. What year is it? Was that five years ago? How old am I? Okay. I, I got married at the age of 18. <laughs> yeah, five years ago. Yeah. So I was 32 when I got mm -hmm. married. Um, and then popped out my first kid at 33. And then the second kid at, is it 35? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I'm turning, well, I'm already 37 and he's turning two this year. Yeah, so so that's the only one that I can think of, like right mm -hmm. off the bat. Um, what do that's I think about good. these expectations now as an adult? I think I, there's like a lot of pressure, right? I think for like sure. people that want to become pregnant or like people tell you that, mm -hmm. hey, you better think about like getting pregnant before the age of 35 because then all these like risks, like these health risks start. Yes. Up, right. Yes. And then I've also had the conversation like with other folks of like, oh, you better start trying to like have a kid like right away because you don't know how long it's going to take. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think that's why like we like we're like, OK, we're going to try yeah so yeah Having it's like kids. you just don't know yeah. um mm -hmm. but yeah it, and then I also like kind of think about like you know when you're when you're the age of like 30 something having these kids or like even 40 something you know close to 40 having these kids by the time they're 18 I'm like so you're gonna be like 68 years old is my math right no 58 uh when they're like graduating 40 plus 18 58 yeah 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 when they're graduating because mm -hmm. I, I swear like i have like a um a brother-in-law who's a little bit older mm -hmm. has younger kids and and like <laughs> i'm like oh yeah no wonder your kids don't like you 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 don't have energy anymore <laughs> it's like 
the energy thing has been something energy I've thing. heard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like just not as engaging, you know, it's yes. like you can't be chasing people around the house, wrestling your kids. Yeah. Like, no, can't. Yeah. And you know what's interesting though is that like Right. And like, you know, this, like as somebody who does so much physical activity, I feel like you have a lot more energy than some 20 or 20 plus years old, real old people that I know. Right. Like, yes, there's some biological limitations, but it's so minuscule for like, you know, like having the energy to play around with a toddler. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, I have, like, my 70-year-old mom-in-law, like, totally. She's okay. 70? She's 70. Isn't she so amazing? I was like. Yeah, she's so, like, okay, energetic and engaged. Literally. Okay, we were at this Polish festival today, and I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I can't. I'm so tired. I want to go to sleep. Like, I don't, I'm like, silence. I'm tired, you know? And I'm like, carrying things. I'm like, dropping things. Strangers are helping me. They're like, are you okay? I'm like, fucking okay. <laughs> Can you pick up that black bag that I just dropped? Thank you so much. I'm sorry. I'm just tired. I'm like, tired, right? And she's just like, it's like, like, you know, she's just like, so, I'm doing the nay-nay right now. She's like, so, um, do you want to stay just a little bit longer for this last dance recital or dance whatever performance? I'm like, no, I want to go home. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> and then just turned into an 18 year old. No, leave me alone. I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here. Struggling. Like, I was like struggling and I was like drinking a lot of water. So I know it's not because I'm dehydrated and like I'm just physically tired. And then, like, literally on our way back, like, here I am, like, my silent treatment. Not that I was like doing a silent treatment, but like I was so tired. I couldn't even yeah. converse, you know? And then here's like my mom in law, like, like pushing the stroller, going, wee! <laughs> She's like doing a choreography in the middle of like, I don't know, downtowns and like saying hello to groups of people, saying they're beautiful. And I was like, oh, <laughs> stop it. Stop embarrassing me. Stop with stop the, to- like the toxic stop positivity. It. I cannot deal with this right now. But like literally, like she's like, I, she, she's I was 70. like, and she's 70. And so, and the thing is, she's not doing any extra workouts. Like she's not doing any of those things. Like her workout right. is literally gardening and meeting people. Like that is how she gets it. That totally is her. Because I remember like being at like your baby's like party. And then I just remember like, oh, what is she doing? And she's like pulling out like yes! or something. <laughs> Oh my god, I, I love know. her. So, like, energy-wise, like, she has way more energy than I do. And I sometimes ride my Peloton. Like, rarely. But still, right? Like, <laughs> she's, like, twice my sometimes. sometimes. She's oh. twice my age, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm done. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, for people out there who are just like, oh, you know. But that's that, that's definitely. But it is like what you shared, though, are things that I've definitely heard about trying to pop up, trying to pop out kids earlier, right? It's like, oh well, right. you want your future you to be like 
you know, vivacious and stuff like that, right? Like not considering like, well, how about present you? Like, is this something that works for you in the present, right? Like, is this too early for you? Do you feel rushed in being a parent right now, right? Like, or or is this like a general, like, hey, you know what? Actually, I really want to do this. Like, no, you know, power to you if that's something you want to do. But, but there are folks that are popping out babies at a much younger age, not because they want to, but because they feel pressured to because of like what could happen in the future, not recognizing their present stage, you know? Um, But I definitely like, I was one of those people too. That's like, oh my God, I have to try to pop out a baby much earlier. Even though like, I remembered like I, um, I was 28 and um, I, I was already like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I have to have a baby much earlier. Um, And I remember like just feeling like, oh, but I'm like not ready to have a baby. And I'm getting all these pressures from like titas and titos that are like, when are you going to have a baby? You're in a stable relationship. You've been married. At that point, we would have, we'd have been, we'd have been married for two years. I got married at 26. Wow. Yeah. So then we were already married for two years and we just, you know, we were not ready. Like we, like, I think my husband was going through law school. I don't even fucking remember. Like all the days blur. But um, but I do know that we weren't financially ready to have a kid. But I had this right. pressure to feel like I need to pop out babies. Um, and like I'm mm-hmm. so glad we were like, oh God, you know what? Let's not. <laughs> because it wouldn't yeah. have worked for me at that time. And I'm okay where where things yeah. are. And I'll just, I don't know, garden and meet people like my mom in law. Then I'll have all the energy to participate in a um, Polish dance off. Yes. <laughs> but they all have like, I mean, she has a pretty good, like healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, like that it's like, all right, she's doing the things to yeah. keep her active. Like in terms of like stress, I don't know what her yeah. stress is. Like she doesn't have that like capitalistic but, push to like do things. Yeah. So she's a little more like, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. lax. So I mean, I'm like, yeah, be her. yeah. Um, get that energy. Yeah. Um, but I feel you though. I've 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 definitely had similar expectations of when are you gonna get married and when are you gonna have a baby? Like, um, and like, and I know we'll delve more into this in the next question. So I'll kind of actually stop for now to provide my answer for okay. um timeline expectations as a child. So funny enough, um, we had this activity. In, and I still remember this in fourth grade. It was fourth grade. And it was supposed to, it was supposed to be a book about what would your what would 10 years look like from now or something like that. How old were we at 10 fourth grade? Like 10? We were 10. Right. Yeah, because third grade is like nine years old, right? Okay. Eight, nine years old or nine. Yeah. Nine. So I think you'd be Oh, okay. So, by so the pretty age, early on. Okay, yeah. so maybe it was – no, because I remember – oh, maybe it's like fifth or so. I don't even remember because I know it was before 26 or something because it was like, what would your 10 years look like? And then all of us, all of the students, right, because I remember this because we had to present it, like drew their future families. So a bunch of folks were like, here are our families. And my drawing, I already had two kids, two kids, 10 years from fourth grade or fifth grade or whatever that was. It, basically before 26. Before 26, I would have had two kids already. Um, at the time, I wanted to be 
a doctor. So I was like, and I was going to be a doctor at 26. Um, I was going to be, uh, what was it? So a doctor, a family of four. We live in a house that we own. <laughs> Did he just play mash? <laughs> I'm just like, like we lived in the house. That's true. I think we did play match. We lived in a mansion. Where are you located? We were in a mansion. How many kids? Um, yeah, like that's what. And we were near a beach. Like I, st- oh my god, I have to find the drawing because I could still envision what the drawing looked like. But that's what my, you know, and I really thought that's what it was. Like even through high school, I was like, yeah, I was gonna get married by 26, even though I hadn't dated. It was like 26 right. years old. That's when I would get married. I would get married. I don't know why 26, not like 25. Like, you know, uh, right. but I was like 26. It'll be, you know, I'd have kids. At, oh, because of my mom. Because my mom got married at 26 and then had her first baby at 28. Oh. That's why. And like she was considered Damn. already later for her colleagues because, right. and she was like, like badass for doing a little bit, you know, 26, you know? And like, so that's why I think in my brain, I was like, at 26, I'm going to be married. And then at 28, I would have, you know, have my first kid. And um, yeah, so I got married at 26. And it was so weird because I remembered like being really excited about that. But there was also this feeling of like, haha, I checked that off my list, you know, like, way to go, young Rissa. <laughs> you checked off a thing that you expected to do. Right. And I felt internally where I didn't, I didn't say it out loud, but internally I was like, you were successful. What a shitty way to think about it. And this was before, right? Like this was before I started really exploring what this looks like. And, um, you know, and then, yeah. And I think that's why there was such pressure for me to try to have a kid at the age of 28 because I Mm. had it almost like, um, like almost as if it was, uh, like embedded in my brain about yeah. how my life should look like to feel successful, you know? Mm. And it was, yeah. But yeah. I mean, even at, right, like at, the, at that age, 26, like I was already doing the social justice stuff. I was already looking at coloniality right. and stuff. And like, right. it was still impacting me in this way where for a moment right. when my, my 29th year came along there, even though we knew like after my conversation with my spouse, we're like, we're not having a kid at 28. Like this is just like, you know, I think my spouse was going through law school at the time. And then I was, you know, like I was a sole earner. And at the time I was getting a a certificated teacher pay, (laughs) educator pay. Right. And so that wasn't a lot. And um, yeah. And so we're like, no, having a kid right now would be crazy. But, um, right. but I was like feeling at the age of 29 when I didn't have a baby, um, I was feeling so defeated, even though I knew it was the right thing yeah. to do. That's how society right. fucked me up. <laughs> Societal expectations, I mean, fucked me up. <laughs> yeah. I- I'm starting to, um, so Michelle Obama has her mm-hmm. book Becoming. It's been on my bookshelf for like mm-hmm. the longest time. Um, I finally picked it up today um, and read the <laughs> preface <laughs> and like read like two pages of like the first chapter. But like I'm such a bad like when it comes to reading books, like I'm really good at starting books and reading halfway. And I'm like, 
next book. And like, I don't finish my book. So I have like a lot of like, but I think it's because like I pressure myself to be like, read it, get through it versus like enjoy it. And like, think of like the voice of like how this person is like narrating their story. So what's funny is that first page alone, she was talking about, you know, just growing up in South end Mm -hmm. of like Chicago. And then she goes, um, people would ask her like what do you want to be when you grow up and she said that's like the stupidest question Mm -hmm. that you could ask like a young person because then it like pegs this idea of that you need to hit this by a certain age right like like growing and like striving and achieving something is very finite Mm -hmm. versus like it should be like your lifelong like Mm -hmm. type learning right or like lifelong type of like setting goals and achieving like certain things without like a certain limit so I'm like, okay, yes. go off, go off the show. I'm like, look at this connected to our look at you here. referencing Michelle. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yes. yeah. But <laughs> so I'll try and yeah. read the book, but we'll see. Yes, we <laughs> but yeah. All right, and then um, oh, I think it's your All turn right. to ask. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Question number two. So what are some unnecessary external and internal pressures you've experienced as a 35 to 37 year old parent to toddlers? Yeah, I think the biggest one is the energy. Like it's so interesting because I've had a lot of like younger parents. And when I say younger parents, really parents who are, you know, who've had their first kid at like 26 to 28, for example, or even earlier than that, actually, who are like, I'm so, they're like, I don't know how people in, you know, their 30s or 40s, like have babies because I'm so tired. And like, I can't even imagine having a baby at 30, you know, <laughs> like comments like that. And and yeah. some are like trying to be, you know, some are trying to um, say this a little bit more subtly. You know, there's just like little comments that you hear, um, like, um, like asking, oh, I, I don't know if you've had this, but like asking, like, did, did you choose to want to do this at 35, which is really not that, mm. like, I could still reproduce. So it's really not a big deal, but it's just really interesting that like, you know, they're like, or at 30, at the, okay. Cause I had my first kid at 33. So never mind. So I, I had my first kid at 33, but I've had questions of like, Oh, did you want to try earlier? Or like, did you try earlier? Or, you know, things like something along those lines that um, makes it seem like that having a kid at 35 wasn't my first or at 33, wasn't my first choice. And it wasn't, you know, but then there was a point mm-hmm. where I was like, you know, yeah. I'm I, like, I've had my closure about it and I'm, I'm happy. I'm genuinely happy. I chose to do this at 35 because for me, we wouldn't have created the kind of space that we're able to create now um, for our kiddo. Um, but comments like that um, or comments like, Oh, you know, like, I wanted to do this much younger because I wanted to have the energy when they're 18 and for them to like hang out with me and go to bars together, <laughs> which I'm, you know, like, like, we'll just have more fun that way, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like those are just like some of the, the sort of like subtle comments that I hear 
pretty frequently, um, kind of similar to what you shared, mm-hmm. um, that kind of communicate that like it's it's far superior to have a kid at a much younger age. Um, mm. Bouncing back, quote unquote, that's another one, right? Again, all rooted. We've talked about this before, like all rooted from a very colonial, you know, patriarchal, actually, like a very patriarchal white supremacy perspective. Um, like, oh, you know, at this age, I'm able to bounce back. <laughs> you know, I can't imagine having a baby after 30 and not being able to bounce back. And, you know, like things like that um, that I've I've heard. How about you? I, I kind of want to hear some of your thoughts, too, um, as we. See, mine is a little but like really? from what you said. Yeah, because I was thinking that, like, at the age of, like, 35, people expect you, 35, 37, you know, people expect you to have your shit mm-hmm. together. So I think that, like, when when a baby comes into the picture, I feel like people might think that, like, mm-hmm. because you're older, that, like, you would be hell of a lot more chill, just, like, be a little mm-hmm. bit more seasoned. But, like, reality mm-hmm. is, is that when the baby comes into the picture, everybody is, like, at square one. Like, yes! what the fuck Oh, doing. my gosh. What a right? super insightful perspective. So, yeah. So that's why I was, like, I feel like it's but like that, like, where it's, like, people think that you yeah. have shit together. You don't. But you don't. And I think, like... Like, That's like with life too. Like people think that you have your shit together at 37. Yeah. I'm like, I don't. I look sure. like maybe I do. Yeah. But I don't. And the reality is it's, yeah. And maybe like, because I was going to say, maybe I do have my shit together, but maybe like what like I'm thinking of like, okay, I'm going to reference back to like Michelle Obama. Having your shit together means like there's an end. Mm. But to me, there's like no end. Because like it's like my personality yes. to continue want, you know, continue yes. wanting to do more. So maybe that's like when people say like you have your shit together means that you know what your life goal is. Yes. You know what your I see. Like your yes. like there's no room for growth because you've achieved you know? it. It's an achievement, like achieved, unlocked. That's it. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. You should know what you're gonna be doing for the next yeah. 20 years. You should have your retirement yes. figured it out. You know? So I, I think that like that's where I kind of feel like I, I feel like, you know, I could see that. that shit I could see that, actually. Yeah. 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 That's one that I can think of. Um, I think, like, also, too, and I don't know. Okay, I might mm-hmm. generalize, but I might also just say it just out of, mm-hmm. like, observance. Like, I think people think that, like, when you're, like, in your 30s, that, like, all of a sudden your focus go straight mm. to family, right? Mm-hmm. Like building your family, stabilizing your family at the age of like 20, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe like people are like, okay, time right. to finish school, get all get your education done, done you know, babies or something. Yeah. Right. Right. So I think that um, at the age of like 35, mm-hmm. 37, people are expecting that as a parent, you're focusing all your energy on mm-hmm. your kids, right? Or like your your um there's expectation that they think that you can't do mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Um but I think like answer is is that you could if you wanted to, but you also mm-hmm. don't have to, you know, like you could go mm-hmm. either way. I I'm like all I know is that I want to be like J Lo and Beyonce where you pop out kids and you're 50 years old and 40 years yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but I'm I'm like I know that's super unrealistic either but I'm like y'all look bomb and y'all are doing your thing y'all are going on tours releasing yeah. new music but it also right like, like I, I still right like it, it's yes you can do things but there are going to be some sacrifices right whether it's money right. that you pay people to help with you know taking care of other things to be able to, to have you focus on your career your child your you know, all these like hobbies, right. be able to sleep, be able to eat, hire chefs, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. so like people like Beyonce and JLo have the financial right. means to right. be able to put their energy into the things that they want to, right? Like I want to be, right. I was thinking about this, like yeah. I would love, I would love to be able to focus on my kid, focus on my family, be a great partner, focus on all these like creative projects, focus on my doctorate, right? right. But the reality is, I don't have all of the financial means to do or or like either financial right. resources, um, all these things to be able to do it all at once. And I think there's right. this expectation that you right. do it all at once to be successful and that we have yeah. the reality is we have so much time. Right. Like we I mean, right. Like we are. How old are we? 35, 37. I always forget our age. 35, 37. Mm-hmm. We have 30 plus years until retirement. <laughs> Or maybe 30 less, whatever, right? <laughs> like we have all this yeah. time to do things. And I think modeling that like we could slow down. It's okay. You don't, you know, like you can still be right, right. the ambitious girl boss that you want to aspire to mm-hmm. and and still be able to say, I'm going to take a break from that. And that's okay because I'm going to focus on this right. thing because right. this is where, this is how I, I feel like I could find um, that work-life sustainability. You know, um, so mm-hmm. I don't know, but I just I think about things yeah. like that. Um, yeah, because I, I think that like not just like as parents, but like being in your 30s, there's a lot of like time pressure type stuff. Right. Like by and I, I do recognize like our yes. privilege as well. But it's like it's like, OK, by, you know, 35, we should be owning a yeah. house or by. You know, by this age, you should be having four kids. Right. <laughs> or by this age. And I think we'll talk yeah. more about this. But, like, by this age, you should be at the peak of your professional career. Whatever that hierarchy right. looks like, mm-hmm. you should be at the top of it. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. I know we'll talk more about that in the other questions. But right. um, I'm trying to think of other – you know, I was thinking about it, too. It's interesting because, like, the the comment you just made right now – are sentiments that I hear from other, um, from other 35, 30 plus year, you know, um, from parents who've had their babies after the age of 30. Um, so as I'm kind of like mm-hmm. processing what you shared, I was like, oh yeah, no, actually I've, I've heard folks say that. I, that's something that I've shared as a sentiment without seeing it as succinctly and as clearly as you have. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for saying that. Cause I'm like, oh, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. It's like this pressure to feel like, oh, we should know how to do this because we're financially secured. We're, we we were a little wiser. We're a little bit right? right, and this all ties together. We're 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 at our jobs that you know, kind of like at the upper upper management phase or whatever right. that looks like in whatever people's jobs look like. You're no longer you know, and mm-hmm. so um, you're in a salary job, you know, like, and so yeah, um, so I can see this additional pressure to be like, oh my gosh, like I also have to feel like I have to do this well. Like other 20 year old parents are looking to me, you know, like might be looking to me for like how I should be 
um, rearing my kids because I should quote unquote know better, you know, when it's not like we're all being right. our screen. <laughs> when we pop off those kids, we're like, yeah. yeah. I was like, I appreciate you saying that. Um, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, I feel like for, it's actually not unheard of and maybe it's different for different States. Um, and the, 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 that sentiment that I was talking about with the 20 year olds are sentiments from moms in a bunch of mom groups that I'm at virtually. So a lot of like Facebook mom groups, right. Interestingly, mm-hmm. like amongst my, uh, my friends, um, outside of the virtual setting. Um, I think a lot of us had babies um, or are having babies kind of like in our mid thirties. Um, and a lot of it is this yeah. recognition to not rush things, but also to recognize that like, right. okay, we need, you know, we need to be financially secured to take care of a kid. A lot of um, the folks that are also in our groups are people who are um, kind of, um, similar in terms of like career trajectories, right? Like we, we all went right. to, I mean, like at least within my friend group, like right. we all went to grad school and nobody in my friend group are like, I'm popping babies during grad school. Cause that, whoa, that's too much, you know? Um, yeah. And so it's not, it's actually really not unheard of for my, for the, the groups of people that I know in person. Um to have babies like after their thirties because of choices we've made of prioritizing our careers, prioritizing like financial right. stability before having kids. But I don't know. That's just. Yeah. See, I think, okay. So I, I hear what you're saying, but I think there are like so many other different factors, right. That come with it. So I think that like, if you think about the correlation of, wow, okay, I didn't think that we're going to dive into it, mm-hmm. but I will anyway, like the the correlation of like birth yeah. control, right? Yeah. And like Roe v. Wade, right? It's like, if I think about like my grandparents who like fucking got married at the age yeah. of like 16 and popped yeah. kids out at like 17, you know, it's like they didn't have like, it's right. like what birth control at right. that point, right? And then it's like, and I also think that when people are more educated or like when when people focus more on education Mm -hmm. that um the age of like when they start to want to have kids I think like ends up Mm -hmm. getting higher so Mm -hmm. I I think that's like also just another like correlation where it's like people are also just getting smarter just wanting to like prioritize their energy into like Mm -hmm. education Mm -hmm. right um so I think that's like where you just kind of mm-hmm. like make these choices where it's like, all right, I'm going to focus on education first and then I'm going to go ahead and like have my kids right. or whatever, you know? So I, I think it's like a lot of different factors for a lot of different people. And then, um, yeah, I was thinking about your comment of like how your mom like had you at like the age of 26 mm-hmm. or, or something like that. And I was like, shit, like my parents got married at the age of like 22 and 23. Like that is unheard of for me right. to even like think right. about that. But um, I mean, I don't know what their right. plan was or if they like try it or what, but they had me like maybe eight yeah. years later or like nine years later. Right. So they had me at like the age of like right. 31. So I'm like, okay, that's much closer yeah. to kind of yeah. like where I'm at. But yeah, there's just a lot of like different things, you know, that kind of like happen and affect like the way that, I mean, when it comes to mm-hmm. timeline, I also think that it depends too on like what is happening 
outside of your community or like within your community or like in that social economic group. Like yeah. I was just gonna say financially too, right? The the folks that are having babies in their twenties from decades ago, like they're a little bit more financially stable. The economy hasn't totally ticked them right. over. At least in, in you know, I mean, I, I, I have to take that back because there are minoritized groups that have always been dicked over by the system. So um but the right, folks right. that are giving us advice, right, about hey why aren't you having babies, right? Are people who in their right. 20s had the financial means, had the community right. to help raise children. Like, uh, you know, I think about the, tita, mm-hmm. you know, like talk about intersectionality, right? Like I think about the titas and the titos when they're having babies um, in their 20s, right? First, they were having it in the Philippines, right? And my titas and titos are also from, kind of like middle class, right? Like they're middle class. I mean, they, you know, that's what they can do, yes, but like they're middle class. Um, so financially, they're like not dicked over the system, right? Um, they are also like our community. And I just, I see this and I, oh man, there's like a tinge of like envy when I see this. Um, but like a lot of folks, when they do pop babies out of them, Sorry, that's not really when they do have babies, everybody gathers to try to like support this baby, right? The village mm-hmm. shows up, you know, like the grandparents show up, right? The grandparents are like really there to like support um, the upbringing of the kids, even when the parents are like professionals who can afford to do this, um, hire help, you know, um, the grandparents show up to like help. And it's kind of like this given. And and then my parents talk about it too. And how like, that's just kind of like a, like a given expectation as grandparents to like kind of be the second set of like parents to help out. You know, my grandparents Mm -hmm. did that for me. Um, Like I knew them, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so yeah, so it's a little bit harder, right? When you're, for example, um, a lot of millennials, like a lot of us are in places where we're not with our parents, right? Because we've, you know, we now have the capabilities of being able to travel to different parts of the world, right? right to live in. Um, so we're not in the same like village, right? Like that we're, you know, that we're with, with our families, with our communities, um, where, you know, like, so we have more capabilities of traveling. We have, um, what do you call it? We're also also at a place in our twenties for a lot of us, right? For a lot of us where economically we didn't have the funds to be able to sustain a family, you know, um, mm-hmm. economic mm-hmm. recession. We've gone through what now? Like two, three, there's two right. official ones, <laughs> yeah. you know, like we've gone through some like really shitty, like financial, like hardships collectively. Um, and so, yeah, so that changes things about making decisions about yeah. having babies <laughs> at a younger age. Right, right. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of things to, you know, think about. Um, and it's not just like a one mm-hmm. size fits all mm-hmm. type deal, right? So I, I do appreciate like how this episode is like dirty and ageless, which is like there's really there's is no, no age. age, right? There really is no yeah. number. It's what works yeah. for you and the people that I are in your life, that. you know, really ultimately for you, you know? Um, right, right. Yeah. You do you, boo. 
um, which again, really want to highlight the importance of reproductive reproduction justice, right? Reproductive justice, reproductive health justice. Mm -hmm. There we go. I can't talk. Reproductive health justice, right? And how abortion is healthcare and abortion. um, (laughs) I don't know. Just like, I know I was like thinking about it. I was like, man, I feel like a lot of the episodes that we've been doing lately, like reference, like a really traumatic thing that's happening all over the country. And then I was like, actually thinking like, should we, I mean, of course we have to, right? Like we're dirty that night. We're doing a a podcast about this, but I just like, my heart was just so exhausted about, but I mean, it, you know, I'm glad you brought it up because I feel like it was bound to come out. Um, it was bound to come out. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different thoughts that like popped up in my head, like when I was thinking about it and um, yeah, I mean, it could go into further detail, but I'm like, no, I, I don't I know. Right I was now. like, we'll do another episode where maybe we could do like yeah, one, dedicate, but it is, it's so like, I remembered I, cause I knew like yeah. when, when it came out, um, like, I wasn't surprised because of like, right. The, um, the, the, oh my God, the leaked, I forget what the term is called, but that leaked, mm-hmm. um, information right. and i was like fuck and actually literally we're like should we just move to canada because right talk about like moving away from your yeah. family it's like should we just move to canada because oh my fucking god i cannot <coughs> um yeah. but yeah anyway um yeah. anything Ooh. else in this 35 37 yeah. question of parenthood i think i'm okay yeah. so for this next question see if I can say this. Um, what are some intentional parenting practices that you already do or hope to do to create an environment that takes away these like very arbitrary, like time specific expectations? <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of failing <laughs> a little bit. Um, but then, okay, here's the gag, though. The gag is that, okay, so, like, from the get-go, because I'm a, I, I love my alma mater, I've already told my kid, no, do that school. I want you to go to that school. Like, whenever we pass it, I'm like, you're going to go to that school. Because um, my spouse and I went to the same alma mater. We didn't even, like, meet yeah. there. But, like, but we're, like, yeah. huge fans um, of the school. It's a so, great like, school. You're gonna go. Yeah. But, I won't say it, but yeah. Yeah, but okay. But the thing that's like okay, here, here's the gag is that from the very beginning, before these kids even pop out of us, you already have timelines and measures of these kids that are being placed on them, right? Where it's like, okay, did you like go through the first trimester? Mm-hmm. Did you hit that? Mm-hmm. Um, did you hit this p- certain part? Did you hear the mm-hmm. heartbeat? Oh, did they make like, mm-hmm. you know, did they have, once they pop out, did they do one poop a day? Did yes. they do two poops a day? Like you start Every measuring, right? From, like, the very, yes. Very yes. And then now it's like my kid is mm-hmm. in preschool and then, oh, we're going to work on like kindergarten readiness. So everything just it feels does. like a timeline. And I don't know like where in that mm-hmm. yet. Like I can see like, don't right. do it or like, because there, I, I feel like, maybe I'm not in that territory mm-hmm. yet. And maybe the place where I would not want to pressure someone is like when it comes to choosing their partner, if they want mm-hmm. to get married mm-hmm. or not get married, I, I'm like, 
right? That's totally yes. hands off for me. I, I don't want that. Um, what they want to do, like in terms of like education after high school, I'm like, right, I, sure. I don't want to do that, you know? Um, so I think that I am a young, I don't, I'm a younger. Yeah. I, I would say like, I'm a younger ish parent to mm-hmm. younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um, because I haven't crossed that path yet. I haven't gotten into that territory yet where I've had to sit back and just listen. I think I'm still in that mode as a parent where Mm -hmm. I'm teaching Mm -hmm. and guiding. So ask me this question again, maybe in 10 years and maybe I'll give you a different answer. I mean, there's, okay. So there's nothing wrong with having conversations about college and career readiness at a young age you know because I like I think about this like so in my role as an educator we talk about how it's equity work to have this conversation about college and career readiness at right. a young at, at starting even like as early as um before elementary not to pigeonhole kids but to um let them know that if they so choose to decide to go to college right? Um, Or if they choose to do trade school, or if they choose to do whatever they want to do that they can. And it just so happens that our current system right now, one of the most rigorous, um, like lists of expectations to get into is college, right? And so, Mm -hmm. um, and so we talk about this too, where we're like, you know, we, we want um, so I'm kind of looking at it from the educator lens, right? Like um, we want to have the right, conversation right. of college and career readiness in as early as kindergarten in a K through 12 public school setting, because we do have a lot of first generation students who don't have those conversations, right? right? Not because their their parents don't right. want them to do it, but because, you know, for first generation parents, their parents didn't go through that process. They didn't have those micro, right. um, those subtle conversations about like, oh, when I was in college or like this is the college that I went to. Right. And so I, I hope saying this um, kind of minimizes the feelings of guilt when you are excited about your alma mater because it's just you being genuinely excited about a thing that that you went through. It was a really amazing experience for you. You know, like college was an amazing experience. I met my spouse in my college. Um, so we went to, we have the same um, alma mater. Um, but like it, it for me, college opened up so much for me. And even though I was in a family that was very educated, like my, both my parents are in the medical field. Um, it, it was still like just being in a space where I was able to think beyond what I was told is the right thing or is the, you know, like (laughs) was one of the most liberating experiences for me. And so I'm going to talk about it that way to my kid. But I think communicating to that, like, mm-hmm. that's the reason why we talk about college, not because I want to pigeonhole you to going. And this is when they get it a little bit more, right? Like, right. But like, this is yeah, why I'm talking yeah. about it, not because I want to pigeonhole you, because literally, if you just want to take time off to center yourself, like, do it, right? Like, that's totally fine. Right. Um, and I think communicating that that that's the reality of the system that we're operating in is that college, four-year mm-hmm. colleges in particular have higher expectations in terms of um getting somebody to get into the program than like um apprenticeships for example um or even jobs 
um, right. or at least entry level jobs that don't require college. So, right. um, so I, I want to just kind of validate you with that. Um, well, what you were feeling, <laughs> you're not feeling. <laughs> yeah, no, because it makes me think also about. Okay, so in my life. My my tita, who I've mentioned so many times yeah. in this podcast, very focused on education, who had like yeah. passed away. Um, she lived with me for like more than half of my life, and her big thing was like mm-hmm. go to school, mm-hmm. go to school, like finish school. And I think it was like she, her, like her words spoke mm-hmm. much louder to me mm-hmm. than my parents. Um. And I think it was just because I was like, connected to her more, had like these mm-hmm. conversations um, with her more than my parents. Because uh, with my dad, he finished mm-hmm. high school. I don't think went to college. My mom, I think, did maybe two years mm-hmm. of college. Mm-hmm. And then my brother, community college. Um, but I don't think like he has like an AA mm-hmm. yet just like stopped but I I know that like the one thing that my dad was saying because he knew that like it's a very non-traditional route right Mm -hmm. to not like have or completed college so I was like the first in my family to Mm -hmm. like finish college Mm -hmm. um I just remember him saying that like you know at the end of the day you have to be kind of creative and you just have to like be like smart when it comes to like certain things whether it be street smart or like creative it's like you make your own kind of like path and I do value that because then it's like you learn like a lot I think and because you could be like a college scholar and be like the stupidest person at the end of the day you know there are like so many stupid people out there or you can have a doctorate and I've met people like that you can have a doc you can have a doctorate and like not have the social skills to be able right, to connect right. with people and like meet them right, where they're exactly. at to like make use of that doctorate and that's that's honestly right. like one it was so interesting because that's one of the reasons why I also kind of like didn't put as much weight in this doctorate for me right um yeah is that I've, I've seen like you know a doctorate isn't going to tell you how to connect and be authentic with people. Right. And at this right. point, I'm, I'm sure like there, you know, this doctorate program is, is something that could help me in the future about some stuff. But at this point, like right. I just, with, with a lot of the people that I'm working with, like reeling in from the hardest jobs as educators that they, that but we've all kind of collectively faced right? Connection is what they need. They don't need to know the ethics right. of leadership and whether, you know, they don't need to know that. Like they need a present right. person, a person, a present leader to support their well-being, to right. protect their spaces so they can, they can lead authentically. And like, but I just remembered I was talking to my advisor and she was like, you know, it's super important that you do this doctorate. Um, And she's like, your kid, that kid that you were like so excited about, like they're going to look at you and think like, wow, my mom did it. My mom got her doctorate. And then at the time that I was talking to her, I'm like, yeah, no, that was the thing that really got to me, like to to staying into the doctorate program. But then I thought about it a lot more and I'm like, 
Is the act of getting the doctorate and getting that title the thing that my kid would be proud of? Or would my kid be more proud that, like, I'm leading in a way that that is founded on compassion, that is founded on social justice, you know, that is – that allows me to go home to her to be centered and grounded um, and then be there for her, right? Like that's the person that she would be proud of. It wouldn't be because I have a doctor to my name, but I I just remembered like my, Mm -hmm. my, my advisor, like being so genuinely, she was like a little choked up and I was like, Oh my God, no, maybe you're right. But like, honestly, like, you know, and maybe that's one of the, the ways that I can intentionally, right? Like as I'm answering the question I asked, like, um, how right. I can intentionally create a space to show that, like, you know, you don't have to have these, like, timeline expectations right. to do the, the work you want to do, to do the thing that you want to do. Not even work, right? Take out work. Right. Like, to do the thing that you want to do, to be the person that you can, you can be. Um, right. And it's modeling, like, I left my doctorate program. Like, I loved it. The, the first few days that I was in this program, like I, I felt like I was doing well. I felt like I loved it, but I'm leaving it because I thought about it more and what this title means, you know, and what this means right. for me to be the kind of parent that I want to be. Right. And, you know, like I might get back to it later, you know, I might not, who knows, mm-hmm. but at mm-hmm. this point, yeah, this is the choices I made. And it f- is so freaking yeah. liberating. See, oh, okay. When you started saying that and, and Sorry, I'm going to, like, sure. bounce back to, like, my my dad real quick. But, like, if I were to think about, like, how I would want to create a space to um, – what was the question? Sorry, like, build – So, build, basically building a space where um, we are kind of addressing these, like, arbitrary timelines that right. people – Right, creating yeah. an environment. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I think I'd just be yeah. more chill about that and just open to just like different, you know, ideas because there's no right, mm-hmm. one right way mm-hmm. to do it, right? Um, But I was just thinking about like what your um advisor said and holy shit, like even though like I do not know your advisor nor was I there like in that specific like time yeah. that it had happened, I was like, that's fucking triggering. Yeah. Like I, I feel like a lot of like Filipino parents – or like people in like you know Filipino families would dangle yes. that shit of like, oh you better do this, you better finish your school, or else like you know imagine your kids like growing up like you know it's like that shit that right. like happens and or like yeah holy crap yeah or, that was like really triggering like, things to like me. oh like you'd make your parents proud you would you right. would like you know, uh, what was it? Like all their sacrifices of moving to this country right. because it gave you mm-hmm. more educational opportunities exactly. would be for nothing if you get that doctorate. And I'm just like, oh my exactly. God, what the fuck, right? And so, um, yeah. yeah, no, I'm glad. Ooh, you you made the yeah. right move. I, I think you made the right move and yeah. you do you. Like, you, it's like those things, right? Where it's like we talk about this like quite often where um, – it can be, you know, you can have like a situation that served you at one point, and if it's not serving you anymore, serving it's you okay right to now, like, right? And that's okay, right? Right, right now, to let yeah. it go. And it's been, yeah. I mean, I went through my grieving process because it was definitely right, like years of years of of like working towards. And it's interesting, and I, you know, 
I don't know if I would like if I've admitted this before, but I think there's a part of me like, yes, I want to do the work, right? Um, I want to do the social justice work and stuff. But I think there was a little part of me that's like, I wanted that doctor title. For the arbitrary reasons that it <laughs> it provides, right? Like right. I was a kid who was like, I wanted to be a doctor. And if I couldn't be that type of doctor, right. I went through med school, dropped out. <laughs> If I couldn't be that type of doctor, maybe yeah. I could be a different type of doctor. And it's like, see, what I do remember you telling mm-hmm. me at one point was that um, if you were to get your doctorate, that instead of like having your like current last name, you want to put like your maiden name mm-hmm. and your last name to reflect that it was a yeah, person of yeah. color. Yes. Do you remember yeah. that? Okay. So I that, that was yeah. the last yeah, thing I that I remember totally you telling you. Oh my God, me. you have such a good memory. I, you know, I was thinking about that and like, um, oh my God, I had a point about this. Um, oh fuck. The doctor title. I forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. Fuck, it's gone. I'm so sorry. I'm like literally like going through all my points. Okay. It's gone. Okay. But yeah, yeah. So. So given just how much information that you know both you and I have been sharing um and just like the thoughts and the reflections on all these questions um I'm looking at time (laughs) and maybe it would be a good idea to just go ahead and just like um end with our conclusion question and the conclusion question that I have for us today is hypothetically you meet your past self what expectation would would they be surprised you met or didn't meet? And what would you say to your past self who was so influenced by creating these arbitrary timeline expectations? Um, I think like my, the initial thing that came to my brain is um, why don't you have two kids right now? And I don't know if that's necessarily the timeline thing. It could, it could be timeline. Like you're 35. Why don't you, you already have two kids? Why do you only have one? And I'm going to be like, fuck you. I'm tired. I'm kidding. <laughs> fuck you, past Rissa. <laughs> Get off my junk. <laughs> um, uh, that's the first thing that came to my brain. Um, you know, because I, I had always wanted to have two kids. Um, and I still do. I still do want two kids. Um, but I think I'm going to talk about like, you know, I think young you don't realize that we have a longer lifespan. <laughs> that young you probably thought that like 60 was really, really old, right? In the same way that when we were really young, we're like, uh, you're 30 us so old. <laughs> you know, that we have a longer lifespan and we're not in any rush. And, um, you know, like I want you to meet your future mother-in-law who just kicked my ass today (laughs) with the amount of energy she has. Um, and she doesn't do drugs. (laughs) She doesn't drink caffeine. I don't know how this happens. She just does this, okay? Um, but that I think, like, you know, I'm also taking the time right now to appreciate 
things when it's a little bit more slowed down. There are so many things that you have done, Pastor Rissa, in such a short amount of time that one of the most wonderful things that we could be doing right now for our health, for your family's health, for your children's health, is to slow down and just really take it all in. And man, our lives kick ass. Our lives kick ass. And I I want us to appreciate it. And um, we're still working on that baby thing. Also, I want to talk to you about like, you know, I don't know if I, it's not really infertility. I don't want to say that yet because I, I haven't tried long enough to consider it that. But, you know, your body just doesn't pop babies out. So if you want to have sex during your senior year of high school, I mean, just, you know, use a condom. <laughs> you're, you're not, it's not like you have sex when you have a baby. <laughs> it's actually much harder to have a baby. So, you know, if you want to try. <laughs> Get your practice going. <laughs> Dating in high school. You can. What dating? I know, legit, legit. I was like, that was like the big (laughs) cardinal sin um, that my dad was like, you don't, you don't date in high school. But anyway, so I think that's what I would say is that like we're really enjoying life right now, and it's really cool, like to really enjoy it when we're slowing down, and life slows down a little bit more when we, um, when we are not packing it in with meeting these unnecessary expectations. It's been a blast. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Great answer. How about for you? Great answer. Um, I think the expectation that my past self would be surprised that I achieved was getting my mm. master's because I think that like past self was like, yay, graduate with your bachelor's. But I didn't think like master's was like a, a big mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. but it is. Especially in my field, because you kind of need to have your master's if you want to do certain things. So um, I think that would be it right off the bat that I can think of. Um, What would I say to my past self who was so influenced by creating these timeline expectations? (laughs) This is the best part. I still act like a kid. (laughs) I'm like, they're really like, you would think that like, you know people at the age of like 37 or whatever all of a sudden become so serious and they're like no like I still act like a kid I still feel like so immature <laughs> like I still like you know make like inappropriate jokes <laughs> but like but you know it, it's it's all about just like having fun you know and keeping your spirit alive and doing things that you want to do and I don't think like um Like, younger me, I think, wanted to grow up real quick. But, like, older me is, like, for what? Like, why do you want to grow up so quick? I'm, like, for Mm -hmm. what reason? To become, like, serious? Mm -hmm. To feel like you have your shit together? But I'm, like, haha, no one has their shit together. Like, you know, just it's fun to just Mm -hmm. dabble. Because kind of like what you said, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's a journey and like we're all like you know it's important to be present and you know just open to whatever life brings at that point um so yeah that that would be my thing where i would tell past z you don't need to be in a rush to grow Mm. old because growing old and having this expectation is so Mm -hmm. overrated 
Six months old. 